It's not worth winning if you can't win Welcome to the most non-heinous podcast in the world, Party Dudes. <laughs> this is the worst guitar riff I've ever heard in my entire life, but we'll go, we'll go with it. Welcome, welcome to the it? Cake Eaters podcast, everybody. That was Heath. Uh, my name's Brandon, and uh, if you didn't catch by the intro, uh, today we're talking about uh, the the nineteen ninety one classic, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Oh man, I'm still recovering from trying to do a, a guitar guy. riff. That's the worst. That's guitar a, riff. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> so that was terrible too. I got nothing. Uh, oh man, we just yeah. that's yeah, that's we're, homework. We're, we're, we're not as cool as uh, Alex Winter or uh, Keanu Reeves. So we 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 is we anyone as cool as Keanu Reeves though, Brandon? Ab- that's absolutely a, not. Absolutely never. Not. Probably the coolest um, guy on on earth, right? Oh. For sure, hands down. Yeah, hands. Yeah. I, well, whew, top five for sure. Yeah, top five for sure. Like the, the the last movie we talked about, Little Big League, um, Ken Griffey Jr. Probably top five too. You know, yeah, coolest people ever. I I would I would maybe put Ken Griffey Jr. above Keanu as far as cool, because Keanu Keanu can't hit a home run and then wink at you as he rounds second base. You know. No, but Keanu is Ben. He's just like a really nice, down to earth guy who is a very, very successful actor. And like, how often does that happen? It makes him like a unicorn. For sure. For sure. You know, to not be a complete sociopath of an actor. <laughs> but anyway, so, so anyway, we're talking about Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Um, not to be confused with Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. That's true. For for, for anybody that's, that's not well-versed with the Bill and Ted universe, there are three Bill and Ted movies. The first one came out in 1989, which is Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. And it's a pretty excellent movie. So I I would recommend it. Yeah. It's it's a a fantastic movie. movie. It's a great, um, it's a great time travel movie parody. Yeah. And so and I think that's where the second one struggles a little bit is it becomes a parody of a parody. And, you know, you're just you're, you know, you, you're do- you get a you get a little lost at sea. You know, yeah, you, you could, get they as, needed as the kids would say, you get lost in the sauce. Heath. Yeah. Like, and and boy, did they. But it's <laughs> it, do. So, like, I just have to random question off the top of my, my head real quick for you here, Brandon. How do you feel about time travel movies? Because, like, personally, the butterfly effect is like one of my biggest fears. And it, like, time travel, one of your biggest fears. Okay. Oh, dude, time travel movies give me so much fucking anxiety because of the butterfly effect. I generally don't enjoy them as much as I should. Like, especially even like the comic book stuff, I struggle with like, the the time travel you, you know like avengers you endgame just, love that movie have, but the time travel stuff you just have me constant up. anxiety of of changing things is that what it is you don't dude wanna... i know for a fact because the the, 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 bu- the butterfly effect is i'm trying to think of the right word the only word that comes to mind is terrifying but i don't know if i want to i don't know if that's what i want to use but it's a scary premise 
you and like li- li- when did you watch Butterfly Effect? Was that the first time travel movie you ever watched? No, but I did okay. watch that right when it came out. Like, and what did that come out like in the 98, Ooh. 99 or something like that? So it's like I in my no early teens. Butterfly Effect, though. Good old Fulton Reed. Oh, yeah. Such a good movie, but that, it really that, that does is, trip me probably, up. And that's, that's a movie we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about for sure. Listen, um, I, and I'll start the new conspiracy theory right now. I will say that in, in February of 2020, a time traveler, like, stepped on a butterfly somewhere and just we have not recovered from it since it is sent well, see, us down a dark so, timeline so I, I i get i get that i get the the anxiety especially watching yeah. after watching butterfly effect i get the time travel whole anxiety but i think if you so i i i'm neither here nor there for time travel movies it's fine okay. or whatever i don't you know it, it doesn't give me anxiety or anything i will say um best time travel movie ever on popular opinion time traveler's wife i don't even know if i know what that that's movie just a, is i was a joke that's one of the worst movies ever made oh um, is it a hallmark movie no no it's it's rachel is it rachel mcadams i think rachel mcadams is it. oh it, it, it is, okay it's, yeah, it's, yeah, been, yeah. it's based okay. on a it's based on a book but it's, it's 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 a it's a terrible movie but anyway time travel movies i think you're you're coming at it from the butterfly effect mindset where everything's going to change no matter what whereas i think mm. you need to come at it from a bill and ted uh mindset which is the past and the future are already written if you time travel that's what you were supposed to do so nothing's going to change oh okay okay that is a most excellent and non-heinous description of time travel that's my favorite (laughs) fucking trope that they hammer home in the first one and definitely in this one which is it's a time travel movie. So at the end, when they're like fighting for their lives, they, they, there's no, <laughs> there's never any like tension or anything because they always just think to themselves, you know what? Uh, since we're time traveling, if we win this, we'll just go back in time and give us everything we need to win. And then we'll win because we went back in time and gave us everything we need to win. And then that's just what happens. Uh. <laughs> it's the the vet. They, they, the way they do it is fucking fantastic and it's the best part of these movies because it's like it's such a it's, it's the parody of time travel movies where it's like well we'll just we'll just give us everything we need at, at the right time you know like the, uh, the 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 i think it's the first the first movie when um they're trying to get the key the uh keanu's dad's keys and they're like they're outside of the police station and uh bill's just like you know what this is what we'll do we're gonna time travel back in time two days to when your dad had his keys then we're gonna steal it from him and then we're gonna put it right here and then two seconds later they're like oh here here are the keys we found them (laughs) (laughs) it's so Uh. it's so fucking stupid but amazing it's uh it's my favorite part of these movies (laughs) <laughs> so I like this movie is, is not super good, but like I once again have another like youthful kind of like enjoyment of this because it, it we had all, we had the movie channels growing up. Like my family loves TV and this is on HBO all the time. And so if it was on, I would always just leave it on and I would always yeah. watch it in the background. But like going back through and I was like, what did I love so much about this movie as a kid <laughs> that whenever, no matter what part of the movie it was on, if I turned the channel, I was like, Oh sweet. Bill and Ted. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you love is the is the guitar riffs and then uh, Keanu and, and Alex Winter just talking nonsense, dude. 
Oh, it's that is that is probably because it movie, just cracked me up. This right, movie's got like, super bodacious vibes, Heath. Super bodacious, heady vibes for sure. And my mama D is a real stickler for grammar too. Like she, <laughs> she wouldn't even let you say ain't, you know, she like, ain't, ain't a word. You sound like an idiot. <laughs> like, don't, don't talk like that. Not in my house, you know? And so I just, this, so she, she was a big me up. Bill and Ted fan then, huh? Yeah, not a not a super big Bill and Ted fan, I guess you could say. But yeah, this movie, I don't know what it was. I watched it all the time as a kid. <laughs> and I remembered it all coming back to it. I was like, God, how did I like this movie? See, I, when I was watching it, as I was watching it, I was remembering it all, especially the fucking alien <laughs> creatures. Those things, I was like, oh, that's where these things are from. Now that I, now I remember. Yes. But Those I, alien I, creatures and how they, like, run into stations, each other. and Stations. <laughs> oh, um, my God. That made my, no I had, sense. I had completely forgotten what happened in the first one. So when yeah. I, before I watched the second one, I went back and watched the first one. Uh, so I spent a good what five five almost six hours uh watching bill and ted this weekend it was uh it was too much honestly too much yeah i bet you but, feel just a little bit dumber wait hold on. they, for, they my, for, uh, go ahead go ahead i was gonna say like the other like just crazy wrinkle that i another like something i thought was hilarious as a kid was when they Melvined the Grim Reaper, oh, yeah, and, then, yeah. <laughs> and then the Grim Reaper, like God is like, dude, how did you let these idiots like get out of death? And he's like, they Melvined me. <laughs> and then he Mel- and, uh, for he the listeners, Tom, and Melvin is a wedgie. <laughs> and then they gave death that, a wedgie, and then uh, death Melvin's uh, Hans at the end. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Oh so, my god! Oh, which, should so, we talk about Hans and how that's yes. why we're breaking down this movie real quick? So the, the, re, the reason we're talking about Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is because Hans is in this movie. Hans, Joss Ackland plays uh, the bad guy, um, and his name and does a great job. Uh, he does a fantastic job. Uh, his, yeah, he his crushed name it. In the movie is uh, uh, Chuck Denomos. Um, yeah, Denomos. Yes. Um, so he plays the bad guy. So, so for for anybody not familiar with Bill and Ted, with the Bill and Ted universe, let me break it down for you. The first the first one came out in 1989, and I'm going to break down the plot since I forgot the fir- the plot of the first one. I'm going to break down the plot for everybody. Okay, Heath. The Sounds plot good. Hit of it. The first one is George Carlin, who's in both of these movies. George Carlin plays Rufus. He goes back in time to 1988 to make sure that Bill and Ted pass their history exam. So that they can fill, fulfill their destiny as the greatest band ever, whose music brings peace to the universe. Right, Rufus, played by the one and only George Carlin. Yes. Um. And then, so, the, so that's the plot of the first one. So that's where we're that's where we're ending. Nineteen eighty nine. Then yep. there was there was a Bill and Ted TV series. Did you know about this? When I was looking no. at that, there's a Bill and Ted TV series in like during nineteen ninety. I forget. Uh, um how many episodes there were, but it was real. I was real weird when I was looking into that, but, uh, so then Bill and Ted's bogus journey, which is the one we're talking about. The second one comes out in 1991. That's where we're at right now. Heath. Okay. Yep. Let me break down just briefly the plot for the second one. Okay. Okay. So the second one, we have, uh, Hans sends robots that are made to look like Bill and Ted back yep. in time to kill Bill and Ted 
so that they don't win Battle of the Bands and they don't fulfill their destiny. Um, because what happens in the first movie is they pass the history exam, which then leads them to to stay together and form the Wild Stallions Band. And the Wild yes. Stallions become the greatest band ever. They bring peace to the universe. And so in the future, the entire society is based around Bill and Ted. They're like gods. So yeah. they worship the Wild Stallions. Wild Stallions music is always playing. There's a Bill and Ted University. Um, they're like gods. Um, so Did you Hans, like how the future looked in the 90s? Oh, my God. Like, that was, did you see the shoes? Something the else. fucking moon boots? Yes, I put that down. Like the biggest shoes I've ever seen in my whole and entire every, life. And then ev- the, everything like, was made out of neoprene, like, like wetsuit yeah. neoprene. Yeah, it just it didn't ridiculous. make any sense at all. Like, what were we thinking? Like, Z- Xenon Girl of the 21st Century oh, God, did the yeah, same yeah. fucking ridiculous stuff with what the future would they, look like. They, well, oh, Z- Xenon had Xenon had better looking or better like fitting clothes because yeah. in, in this movie they're all wearing super baggy stuff. It's all made out yeah. of neoprene, um, and it's all like super brightly colored. Xenon, it was all still super brightly colored, but it was like normal clothes. You know, it was like yeah. a, there were skirts and like it was normal clothes just made into ridiculous colors. <laughs> um, but so so that's the reason. So Hans sends the robots back in time to kill Bill and Ted so that the future society is not based around Bill and Ted. It'll be based around him instead as his grand plan. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, so that's 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 the second movie. Uh, I have some fun facts for you, Heath. If you want, if we want to talk fun facts before we delve into it a little bit, yeah, yeah, we can talk okay. some fun facts. I'm down. So uh, my first uh, fun fact is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is the only movie ever made that has the Grim Reaper and the Easter Bunny in the same movie. <laughs> Like the most horrifyingly weird Easter Bunny too. Yeah, but yeah, what the it, only what movie, yeah, you he, made your bre- you made your little brother cry, Theodore. <laughs> yeah. God, but it's the, it's the only movie ever to have both those characters in it. Okay, okay, all right. Um, you did you notice how they say the word station a lot yes. randomly yes. for no reason? Yes. The reason that that happened is because the the when the writers were writing it, they uh, they were in a punch drunk state, and okay. that caused them to ty- write a typo for station in the wrong spot of the script. When they came to the script the next time and realized that that typo was there, they just decided to stick with it. Oh. That's, I feel like you could do like a little drinking game for Station. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> what, they, that's what we need to start doing with these movies that are non-Ducks movies, Brandon, is we'll give them a cake rating and then we'll give drinking game options. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, like every yeah, t- every guitar riff, you take a drink of your beer. Oh, dude, you know, every time they say Station, be... you take a, a so drink of a mixed drink. So drunk. So drunk. They say, they say Station conservatively 35 times. Yeah, it's you're gonna be house. That's, that, it's, oh it's, man, it's that's the, the name, next thing we do. It's the name of the the alien creatures too. They call they call station. Yeah, exactly. And they're just calling them oh. station and station. But okay, so that's so that's that that was a typo that they were just like, you know what, fuck it, leave it in. I love that. That's awesome. Um, 
the the my other fun fact is um are are you a you know Parks and Rec right Donna Meagle? Oh yeah. Uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is uh, one of her three favorite movies. Did you know that? Oh. <laughs> no. She lists her her favorite movies, and they're <laughs> Natural Born Killers, The Remains of the Day, and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Those are <laughs> her favorite. Wow, movies. that is an insane top three movies of all time. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> okay. But so then now that's now a the, super fun fact. God. Now, now the 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 kicker, the fun fact kicker I have for you here, very similar to Con Air. Okay. Okay. Uh, Joss Ackland, Hans. Yeah has said in a Radio Times interview that he only did this project because of a bet between a him and a family member. <laughs> and then he and then he admitted that he regretted being in it. Wow. That's too bad. He shouldn't he should have no regrets. He fucking crushes it, dude. He yeah, it. I was just going to say he does such a good job. I don't know why he regrets it. And so, so some more timeline information for everybody. This movie came out in 1991. As you remember, The Ducks came out in 1992. So this is a year before The Ducks. Okay. And then, um, so yeah, a year before Hans does The Ducks. And then as far as, we were talking about how cool Keanu is. As far as, in the Keanu timeline, right? This came out, so the first one came out in 1989. This came out in 1991. And this was kind of his, like, first, like, motion picture a big break like this is his his coming out party right was bill and ted yeah because you yeah, have exactly. la- later on in 1991 one of my favorite movies in the history of the world and no joke on this is point break point break comes out later uh, in 1991. i was wondering if you were gonna bring up point break because it is a great it's a, it's an uh, point, dude keanu and patrick swayze yeah, yeah. Both keanu in and the swayze yeah it's, and they're it, yeah, it's they're, ju- says, they're jumping out of airplanes. They're shirtless half the movie. What more do you want? What more do you are want? they surfing too? Right? It's been a while yeah, since that, I've seen that, it, but don't they surf too? That's how it starts yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, because he infiltrates their gang. And yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, dude, like, yeah. Point, don't point even break. get me started on that movie. It's very. I love Point Break. I think it's great. Point, yeah. Point Break is not only the best Keanu movie of all time it might be one of the best movies hands down period, oh, of all time. you're gonna say it's the best keanu movie of all time i don't point, know about that brandon li- did you listen to what point break is one of it is if is one of if not the best movie of all time okay period that's... not just keanu period all movies ever Wow, I now I definitely need to go back and rewatch it just to see about that hyperbole because I don't <laughs> I don't think it's I definitely don't think it's that because like you know Point Keanu, Break is first... Point Break is honestly in my my top three movies of all time. What I about the first Matrix movie for Keanu? Yeah, no, like that a, no, that first no, Matrix ma- movie was awesome. Get your Matrix bullshit out of here. I don't want to hear it. Matrix. What? Is, what? If, oh, no. I loved the first John Wick movie too. Oh, the first John Wick is is I I would put the first John Wick above the Matrix. Uh, oh, for sure. I I think the first John Wick is probably my favorite Keanu movie. I okay. I love dude the when when they kill his little puppy that his dead wife gave him. I yeah. just man, that was like a knife to that was, the heart. That was rough. That was rough. Oof, that was man. That'll that'll hit <sighs> you right in the feels. You know, if you if you aren't getting a little 
if you aren't chopping onions when that is taking place, then you're not much of a human. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. But so just hate when people start chopping onions when I'm watching movies. It's bullshit. Yeah. But so John Wick, is that your, your top Keanu movie? Yeah, yeah. John, okay. John, the first John Wick. The other two are fine. Like, whatever. They're, they're take them or leave yeah. them. But that first one is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. First of all, yeah, fantastic. Um, I would probably put that number two behind Point Break for my for, for yeah. best Keanu movies. Um, but so so the Keanu timeline. So you have the, this is 1991. Point Break was later in 1991. And then 1992 was Dracula. Okay. 1994, Speed. And oh, then Matrix, that was his. Mid- that was, yeah, that was like the that was speed the, broke him out of like exactly. the yeah, like of his Bill and Ted. Like yeah. speed kind of like then put him on the scene for everything. The else. Matrix was either ninety eight or ninety nine. I forget which one, but ninety eight, ninety nine, yeah. somewhere in there. Uh, but yeah, so like this is you're catching Keanu right before the blow up here. Yep. Yeah, right God, before he God, really love, takes I, off. I fucking love Point Break, dude. I gotta figure, I gotta figure out a connection for Point Break so we could talk about Point Break. That's, that's that sounds good. Um, I could I could we, talk about Point Break conservatively for three days. I mean that seems a little intense, but you know that's fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. We can do that too. Um, but okay, back to back to Bill and Ted. Focus journey. Yeah, here. back because at the very beginning of the movie. I took very diligent notes for like the first 15 to 20 minutes of this movie. And then there was a moment where they lost me and I was like, okay, this I'm going to pay attention, but I'm not going to take any notes. <laughs> so, so, uh, so speaking of the, the beginning of the movie, after yeah. we get the, the outfits, everybody's fucking outfits. Yeah. And um, then, and they, and then they Han, had Hans comes in and he reveals the robots. Yes. When they rip off their faces, that was so upsetting. Yeah, I don't know I about agree. you, but I, yes, I, no. I like grimaced. <laughs> that was so upsetting when they when they rip off the the faces. Yes, like when they like rip the like the mouth back to open it up. There's, it was very unse- I don't, unsettling. I don't, this might just be a me thing, but there's something so like unnatural and like just about unhinging your jaw like a snake. Well, that but <laughs> or, like, there's, there's peeling there's flesh from your face. There's something just terrifying about seeing a full set of teeth outside, <laughs> like like where you can see the whole full set of teeth. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the robot head was clear, so you could see the full set of fucking teeth, and they looked like <laughs> real teeth. It was so upsetting, or like just like like a whole set of dentures just sitting out on a table. I don't know if it's just me, but there's something so upsetting about teeth, about being able to see the full set of like teeth and gum. It's just ah, weird to me the fuck out. That is that is hilarious. I yeah, and then they they catch the they catch the the ride out of there. Do you know? Catch you later, evil dude. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then they, then they're then they're at Earth because so the the other part about the beginning when the manager their manager's name being Ms. Wardrobe. <laughs> Did no, you catch that Wardrobe? Oh, I thought they said no. I thought the subtitle said Miss Wardrobe. I'm pretty sure it's Dro. Yeah, it's it's Wardrobe. W A R D. I thought it was Miss Wardrobe, and I was like, that is the dumbest fucking name I've ever heard. Miss Wardrobe, aka 
Rufus. Pam Greer. Spo- spo- well, Pam Greer is the one who plays the Miss Wardrobe. But spoiler alert for the end of the film, it was Rufus, George Carlin, all, the- all along underneath. Yep. Just helping guide them to the Battle of the Bands. Exactly. Because who-, who else would put them in Battle of the Bands, Heath? <laughs> no, nobody. And, but they but they have to win, Brandon, because then if they win at the concert, then they wanted to that that was confusing too. They wanted to win at the concert to propose to the ladies, but then they proposed to the ladies at their 521st birthday party. Well, they proposed to the ladies at the 521st birthday party, but then remember they get the call that they broke up with them. Oh, the that's robots. right. That's right. So then, then they, they, gonna... they wanna they wanna repropose at the yeah, at the battle with, of it. With some real some real um the, some real the princesses who are from medieval England, Iowa, by the way. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I love that 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 fucking joke where he's talking to <laughs> medieval talking England, to this Iowa. Yeah, where that that made me laugh way more than it should have. <laughs> <laughs> My um, also, how did you feel about um, Bill knocking his eyeball out of the socket to be the transponder? Oh, yeah, that was. I don't know how I felt about that. All the robot stuff was real, real rough. Um, Yeah. (laughs) When when they when they were trying to to sexually assault the the princesses, that was rough. Um, What else did they Uh. do? What, what about yeah the the robots and like they yeah they were they real they people were, names they were real fucking evil dudes, names bro. anymore yeah yeah they were really they they really embodied the exact oh that's right know, they were they were they were, thro- they were throwing that they were throwing the f word around a lot yeah yeah it's not that wasn't gonna fly but yeah the the evil Bill and Ted were legit evil but we have before we move on from the beginning of the movie we have to talk about the elephant in the room which was. Was it what was her name? The dad, like Missy. Bill's, don't, don't act like Missy. You Fucking Missy. Yeah, Missy. Dude. Missy was with Bill's dad and divorced Bill's dad, who was looking real sad in the fucking corner. Yes, while yeah, so, he was watching Missy make out <laughs> with Ted's dad right in front yeah. of him. So, so for for those who haven't seen the first one, Missy in the first movie, Missy, who's four years older than Bill, because in the first movie they they mention a line. Keanu mentions a line of remember when she was a senior and we were a freshman. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think Keanu, and then he says, uh, remember when I asked her to prom, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so in the first movie, Missy is dating Bill's dad. Yeah. And they actually, they, there's a scene in the first one. I just, this, cause I watched the first one right before I watched the second one. Uh, there's a scene in the first one where Bill's dad and Missy have uh, sex in Bill's room, like on Bill's bed. <laughs> Oh my real, God. Di- real dick move, real fucking dick move. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, but so Missy is dating Bill's dad in the first one, and so then in the second one, Keanu has the line. It's it's a very, uh, you know, very like Game of Thrones where everyone's just marrying each other. Well, it's 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 all Missy. Missy loves the dads. She's all about the dad. She she married <laughs> Bill's dad, divorced him, married Ted's dad, and yeah, then successful police officer. That's why. And then later on at the end of the movie, when they're rolling credits and all the newspapers are popping up about how, you know, about the future and what happens there, one of the newspaper headlines pops up and it says, uh, Chuck Denomalous, who is played by Hans, marries Missy. So she divorces, she divorces Ted's dad and then marries Hans at the end of the movie. 
And so after all, all of that, all about nonsense, the dads, all about the dads. Did she's, you also like she, their she, proposals? She's the, she's the girl version of Bombay, dude. Mi- oh yeah, Missy is the the girl version of Bombay. Is going <laughs> after the dads of the the high school guys. I respect it. I love you. Know? you know, knowing what you like is half the battle. <laughs> um, so did but did you like their <laughs> proposals to their girlfriends, Brandon, where they said the oh, exact right. same speech but ever just so slightly different, and they One started like a, listing the animals. Well, Bill, Bill's was about the desert, right? And then yeah. uh, Ted's was about the ocean. Yeah, and they're just like listing animals. I love, oh, I, the the best part is when they both list an animal that like doesn't live where they're talking about, and then they both. <laughs> go and fix it they're like oh wait no that's uh fresh water (laughs) (laughs) oh it was i i love that but then this is where the movie lost me for note taking and where i i I still paid attention through the movie but i quit taking notes because they their girlfriends were going home and they're like man i wonder if their girls will ever stay overnight now that we're married yeah our girlfriends are most chase at least they're not dating our dads. <laughs> I mean, that was a, fair, that was a fair real point. line in that movie. Fair point, by the way, though. And I loved how <laughs> they have I trauma from high school girls dating their dads. <laughs> I love how they're uh, renting and sharing a one bedroom apartment. Did you yes. notice that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they got the, the double beds. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, it, and like their apartment is one of the messiest places I think I've ever seen. And I well, used to live of, with the guy. Of the, that's because of the robots. The robots trashed it. That's why. But even before the robots trashed it, that was during, a very the, messy apartment. During the party, it wasn't messy. It just, I don't I mean, know, they, man. Their their walls are cluttered with posters. Uh, um, it just but like the 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 party like the floor and everything was was fine during the party. It was once the robots got there, and they started fucking I, shit up. I don't know, Brandon. I thought I saw some some party trash all over the place because it reminded me of my. I won't say his his name out loud, but he used to um like when we would get pizza and if like all the plates were dirty, rather than doing the dishes, he would just tear off corners of the pizza box and warm up his leftover pizza on that instead. There you go. That's, that's economical. It's not economic. Smash the fucking dishes. They would get so bad, he would just throw them away. Because it was so caked in mold. <laughs> the dishes would get so bad, he'd, he'd just throw them away? Yeah, because it would just be oh like full of God. mold. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was, okay. it was foul. College lo- roommates lo- were the worst. He, lo- he lost me there. He lost me there. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Oh. I it was uh, yeah it was it was something else I'll never forget when I saw that <laughs> using the corner of the pizza box just wash the fucking plates in the sink <laughs> I understand using the corner of the the pizza box every once in a while you know not not maybe not because the dishes are super dirty but you know just out of like laziness like you don't want to get yeah. up and grab a plate you just you know um but yeah you wa- wash your dishes guys come on yeah but anyways you know that's a very heinous move of his you know. Yeah, it's it's you know whatever. It's college, college boys partying, being a bunch of drunk bastards. It happens. 
Okay, but so so back back to Bill and Ted's bogus journey. So you you yeah. stop taking notes after that. I have a, I don't I don't take the most diligent notes, but I have some notes after that. So okay, after after that moves on. Um, so so robot Bill and Ted show up, right? They kill yes. regular Bill and Ted. I forgot they that they actually killed them and threw yeah, them they, off they, a cliff. <laughs> yeah, threw them off a stuff. cliff. Um. Yeah. So that's how they. It was up. just like the Star Trek movie that they were watching. Did you notice that? Yeah, it's the, the exact same mountain. Yeah, exact same scene as yeah the cliff that William Shatner William Shatner was on. Exactly. I love that they had that in the movie, Brandon. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm Sorry. just gonna. I'm gonna move past that. We're gonna <laughs> come on, that's a perfect Shatner in, in Star Trek. It was, oh, it was, come on. That was one of your worst impressions. Uh, whatever. But <laughs> but so they're, they're, they 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 get thrown off and they're in uh, purgatory essentially. Yeah. Um. And de- death shows up. No, this is and, my favorite part. Yeah, he shows up and they're and so Bill and Ted are like, we need to get we need to get back alive. We need to go back to the yeah. land of the living so we can. Save. Most non heinous dudes are yeah. trying to ruin their lives. Yeah, and they're trying to hurt the babes. They got to save the babes. So they make a deal with death and they're like, we'll play at a game. If we win, we get to be alive again. If you win, we're here forever. Uh, yeah. and well, because death, death mentions that like you can, you can challenge me in a game. Yes. He brings it up. He says, you can challenge me in a game. He lays out the stipulations and then he mentions nobody's ever won, you know? Yeah. Um, so then, uh, well, then they then they like run away from him for a sec, right? And that's when you yeah they give you, him a wedgie, and they give him a yeah, Melvin, Melvin, not a not a wedgie, but they give him a Melvin, and then they run away, and they're like they running. Run, they, they run back to San Dimas, and yeah. uh, that's when that's when the the robots are trashing the apartment. They see that or whatever. Yeah, and and then, and then they try to do the Exorcist, right? Where they like yes, go so to Mi- Missy's. Missy, oh, Missy, yeah. Missy has uh, apparently she has these seances a lot. Yeah, um, but <laughs> she so has some she, regulars. <laughs> but so she, they, they go in there. They try to contact Missy through the seance telephone, and she sends them to hell um, using yeah. her her witch book. But I loved that at the beginning of the seance, they, it goes around the table, and everybody's uh, everybody names this a spirit they want to contact, right? Yeah, and people are throwing out like I forget who everybody threw out, but it was like Gandhi and a whole bunch of stuff. But did you see who Missy who Missy wanted to contact? Ty Cobb. Why the fuck does she want to contact Ty Cobb? She's, you know, she's trying, just she's a trying massive to, baseball fan. Is she trying to bang Ty Cobb? I think that's what it is. I think I did. She okay. So she has a thing for dads, and so like I bet, I bet Ted's dad is a big baseball guy, and so talks a lot about Ty Cobb. So now she's got like a, a Ty Cobb thing. Yeah, she's got a crush on crush on the Cobb, dude. Jesus Christ! Don't say it like that. <laughs> she's crushing some cob. No, she's got a crush on the cob. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Well, she's she trying. Can, she can, she's trying to crush the cob by contact. She's got a crush. <laughs> she's got a crush on the cob, so she can crush the cob. <laughs> exactly. Jesus. All right, hold on. Let's. I gotta quit talking. But so, <laughs> but so, but so uh, she interprets their contacting her as like evil spirits. So she sends them to yep. hell. Yeah, which is the worst, worst portrayal of hell I think I've ever seen in a movie. 
Yeah, the, it's like there's the special huge effects. rocks attached to a chains as they're slowly creeping towards the devil. But there's like weird metal animals that they come through that they like jump on <laughs> to avoid. But then they don't avoid it because they they find their own personal hells in there, which is the Easter Bunny and the grandma going to visit yeah. his grandma. Uh, and then the the uh, the military guy. Oh, the military the, guy too. Sergeant. Okay, hold on. That is another one of my favorite parts when they're like, um, "Hold on, I gotta find it." Because I did write this down, where they were when they're talking to the to the army guy and like they're trying to like say like "sir," and he's like. <laughs> He's like, uh, no way, sir. <laughs> yes, sir, dude. <laughs> what? Yes, dude, sir. <laughs> yes, sir, sir, dude. <laughs> that, was, that cracked me up. <laughs> that's like when uh, Ted uh, possesses his dad. And he's like, whoa, <laughs> okay, dudes. Oh, I mean, fellow policemen, <laughs> my, my son, Ted Theodore Long, and his friend, Bill S. Preston no, Esquire. And his, and, his most, <laughs> and his most excellent friend. Most excellent Have been murdered and replaced by evil robots from the future. <laughs> <laughs> I totally passed my dad. <laughs> they do the air guitar. <laughs> He's like, he's like, they we gotta stop them so they don't hurt the babes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, princesses can't, oh, God. can't, can't just, hurt the babes, dude. Can't hurt the babes. Uh, God, that is, just... it is very, it is very charming that throughout. Catch you later, cop dudes. <laughs> yeah, that's, a... that's. I'm gonna like. That's like also from uh, Dazed and Confused when the one guy's like, "Catch you later," and he's like, "Dude, oh, why dude. do you gotta say that? You always sound like a dork." Catch you later. Catch you later. I, I've had to like stop myself from like talking like this now because it's it's gonna like like with buddy games, it's gonna seep into my my. Oh, my listen, you, I'm totally gonna be catching everyone later. Catch you later. <laughs> yeah, you gotta <laughs> just, throw like a, you, know, you gotta throw you gotta you gotta do the whole thing though. You gotta do catch you later. Some descriptor and then dude, you know. I was just gonna so, say, so like, like with, I gotta like with Kelly, it'd be like catch you later, lover dude. <laughs> <laughs> catch you later, puppy dudes. There you go. <laughs> leaving the dogs or <laughs> just as you're leaving a <laughs> leaving a diner, catch you later, diner dudes. <laughs> <laughs> See? Now there you go. Now you got it. No, that's 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 what I'm gonna do now. Check you later, barmaid <laughs> dudes. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh oh but so so, right. <laughs> so they, they, they make it through their their own personal hells right yeah make it through there yep. and then that's when death catches up to them and we play the games we, we challenge them we're like let's this do is this. the best part the best part <laughs> is when they play death in the games it's so the ridiculous. best part of the movie hands down does death let them choose the game or does he choose it i forget I think they choose the games. Yeah. And then okay. that, that's what I thought. Like, yeah. Right? Like, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah so they, they challenge what, death to the game. And of course, what's the first game you're going to challenge death to, Heath? It's hands down, easy answer Battleship. Exactly. That's exactly. Obviously. obviously. I feel like everyone, like, I feel like everyone has Battleship growing up, right? Like, every even, household even has death. Battleship. Even death has Battleship. But so they destroy death at battleship and he becomes he a very sunk. sore loser. He's, they sunk his battleship. Yeah. And he becomes a very sore loser and he's like two out of three. Okay, guys, two <laughs> out of three. I love that so, wrinkle. 
So then they pick the next game. What's the next game you would pick, Heath? Well, I don't know about you, but if I'm really trying to, you know, get on Death's uh, better side and outwit him, I'm going to pick Clue. Exactly. Obviously. So they pick Clue. We're playing Clue. And they, again, they destroy they destroy Death. Yeah, why well, pe- he says Colonel Mustard, him? but we all know it was Professor Plum. Yeah. And then I love how he, Death goes. He goes, it was Colonel Mustard. He does the whole thing. And they're like, no, no, no. It was Professor Plum. And Death goes, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. Best best out of five. Yeah, so then he get, yeah, sore loser, best out of five. Next game, Heath, electric football. Of course. That's and let's let's unpack that for just a half a second because if the listeners have never done any like the electric games, for, for, the same with the, like the hockey one. Remember the magnetic yeah, hockey yeah. one where you could slide them and like try to shoot it to like the other people. Those games yes. fucking for, suck. For all the youngins, all the the kids that are all listening, the youths, because yeah. I know I know we're real popular with the with the youths these days. Yeah, um, yeah. electric yeah, really football. really hitting the tween market out of the park. <laughs> electric football is it's a giant metal like football field right um with with little um they're not they're like plastic but they have magnet a magnet at the bottom of them little football um what figures figures right yeah little figures and then what you do is they have the magnets on them so you put them on the metal thing and then you plug the metal football uh thing into the outlet you turn it on and it starts vibrating and that makes the the football figures move with the magnets. Yeah. That's yeah. electric football. It's, it's impossible. It's, the, it's impossible to play and even more impossible to win. Yeah. It's the, the fact that they actually claim to, did you notice that they claim to have won, but yet all they showed was death's guy just spinning just in spin. circles over <laughs> and over again. It's just like, just remind, remembering to be like, cause that's like, that, that's you the, were that's a kid. The and you, that's the only yeah, thing you, they just spun in a fucking circle. You're a kid and you're super excited about your new electric football game. And so you plug that son of a bitch in and you expect it to be like on the commercials. And then they just oh, they start doing nothing so on the commercials. Yeah. And they just start doing nothing. And you're like, you've got to be shitting me. This is one of my Christmas presents. Like, and <laughs> I'm not even going to fucking play with this anymore. Could have gotten three more WWF action figures from Hasbro. <laughs> Oh goodness. Or at least a G.I. Joe. Dude, Dude, there's this um free TV called Tubi, and they have oh, yeah. all the old like Transformers and G.I. Joe's and stuff on it. I've been watching that when I get ready for work in the morning. It's been <laughs> awesome. Little little G.I. Joe. I have the theme song stuck in my head. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. 
A quick message from our friends at Broken Forest Collective. Built on a passion for small batch and handcrafted products, Broken Forest provides high-quality casual wear and lifestyle goods that are American-made and built to outlast the fast fashion trends. They also plant a tree in Boulder, Colorado for every product sold. Visit BrokenForestCo.com and use the code CAKEEATERS15 for 15% off your order. Uh, back to Bill and Ted's bogus journey, though. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so Let's bring they, it back. So electric football, they play electric football. They win. Death, yep. again, pulls best out of seven. He's like, best out yep. of seven. Let's do this. So then they play Twister. For all the marbles. All Yeah. Death finally, they beat Death after this, and Death finally gives in, and he's like, fine, I'll take you back. We're going back. Yep. It's, wait, um, did you catch what, what uh, Bill said to Ted here? And he's like, yo, Ted, don't fear the Reaper. And then they do the electric guitar. And Ted's like, I yeah. heard that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was classic. Or I, I, I love when uh, right after they beat him and he's like, he's, Death's like, fine, I'll take you back. Keanu goes up to him and he's like, uh, solid game, Death, dude. You really did a great job, especially with your heavy Death robes. And then, <laughs> and then Death like freaks out on him. He's like, don't. Don't patronize me, okay? Don't patronize me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's good stuff. But so, so now, now they're back. They're, they're coming back to the land of the living with death. Yep. Death in tow. Yep, he's because he's their buddy now. Mm-hmm. And they, so they, well, because they, to... they, they bested death. So now he's like yep. at he's, their he's, mercy. He's, yeah, he's 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 in their in their service. Now, I love um, it. like when he's when death is trying to get through heaven and the, the dude's like, don't I know you? Yeah. But yeah, so, no, so, no, so no. from there, they, they, they go through heaven. Right. Yeah. That, this is where they meet stations. The two Martians, the creepy little fucking alien guys. Um, and they bring them along because uh, was it God? Was it God that told them or somebody told them that these two Martians, was it death that told them? Yeah, death okay. was gonna guide them to like the be- two of the best scientists in the world. That's right. Yeah, yeah. De- okay, yeah. So yeah, de- death guides them to these Martians station um, because they are the the two greatest science minds in the world. And the reason they want the science minds is because Bill and Ted's idea on how to beat the robots is to create two more robots, but good robots. Yeah. So you Do got you- the. You got Bill and Speaking Ted. of station, can I t- tell you my favorite line for station <laughs> that I found? Sure. sure. Ted goes, you are most excellent scientist station. And then Bill goes, yeah, plus you got an excellently huge Martian butt. And then yeah. station just goes, station. Well, that's, all, that's all he says is station. Yeah. Station. But like, it's, it got an excellently huge Martian butt. Dude, they're. <laughs> That, those aliens were hard to look at. Yeah, especially, oh especially the butts. Especially, it the reminded butts. me of uh, the Dark Crystal. Some of the characters yeah, in the Dark Crystal, yeah, yeah, for right? Sure. For yeah. sure, they probably use some of the same animatronics. Yeah, and then the way they walked, like yes. <laughs> it was unsettling. It's very yeah. unsettling. <laughs> and like um, when they like ran into each other and like that like the pile station. of mush. Mm-hmm. Ugh. That was gross. When did they unjoin? They never showed showed that. I would like to see how that worked. <laughs> oh man, I um, don't know. But yeah, those things are terrifying. But but yeah, so their so their idea is to create good robots. So you have Bill and Ted. You have the good the good uses, which are the the robot clones, and then you have the evil uses, which are Hans's uh, evil clones 
or evil robots. Yep. Okay. Most non-heinous dudes. Yep. And so we're back on Earth. We're ready to go. The little stations built the robots. We're going to battle the bands. Climax of the movie. Here we go, Heath. Yeah. Now, one thing I have to ask. Um, yeah. Is before we get to battle of the bands, the evil uses, the evil robots, they are kidnapping um, the the babes, the princesses, yeah. and then they're going to battle the bands. Throughout all of that time where they're kidnapping the princesses, they are. Speaking of which, I, I feel like we didn't mention this, um, and I'm going to mention it now because I realize people might be confused on who the princesses and the babes are. In the first movie, they yeah. go back in time to medieval England, and they the, these two they meet, they meet these two princesses, um, and they like fall in love or whatever. And so the princesses stay in the future with them. That's where the princesses and the babes come from. Yeah, that's what we're it's, doing. You know, it, hop on HBO Max and give, give yourself a little yes, Bill both, and both, Ted. Both uh, of them were on HBO Max. Have a have yeah, a marathon think, like I did. Yeah, get get your, get your <laughs> Bill and Ted on in the afternoon when you're bored. You know, but, get a, get a tall, cool case of Budweisers though first. But so while um while the evil uses are kidnapping the princesses, they're telling everybody that they're robots, right? Yeah. They show the girls that they're robots. They like oh, they do the face and the skin and the belly thing where they show the robot innards. Yeah. Why? Why would you tell anybody that you're robots? Why? Well, they're not super smart, and they just you know like the well because the girls too were like, "What's going on?" We're like we're robots, babs, and then they don't, like don't pull back talk? their six pack. I love that the robots had six pack, like had like. <laughs> Stuff to make six packs, right? Like they had like inserts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, just don't don't tell anybody. Because then, if you don't tell anybody your robots at the end during the climax, you know there could be a whole you know which ones the real ones thing. But you ruined it because you told everybody you're fucking robots. Well, when now they know where to look too. Like it's like, all right, everyone, lift up your shirt. Let's see. Yeah. But anyway, so ba- Battle of the Bands, they they kidnapped the princesses. The princesses are hanging from the rafters, and they said they're going to kill them at the end of the show by hanging them? Is that what they were going to do? That seems real aggressive. Yeah. That that part, I was like, ooh, that seems, that seems aggressive. There's, there was a few things that didn't translate well to modern day yeah. <laughs> in this movie. But, um, I do want to point out, so the, uh, Battle of the Bands is being broadcast, uh, all around San Dimas. And did did you see the, the reporter who was reporting? No. Her name is Kate Axelrod. Okay. I just wanted to point it out because it's, it's like half of my last name. I thought it was pretty interesting. Oh, wow. That's, (laughs) I didn't find that as interesting. And she mentions it's the fourth annual Battle of the Bands. Just in case okay. you were wondering, Heath. Fourth thing. I I love that they were just so incredibly bad, but they still got in to battle the bands. Well, yeah, because Rufus Rufus let them in. Uh, but they're they're in battle battle of the bands. They're playing some legit. They got some legit competition. You got Primus. That's a that's a real band, by the way. Primus, the the band that that, that like uh, opens the competition. Real band. 
Um, they they also had another oh, they nice. they they mentioned um at the beginning when uh it's at Bill and Ted University and he's bringing all these musicians back from the the back from the past. He brings back uh, the dude from Faith No More, which I thought was pretty interesting. And yeah, then I, have, there's have, interesting choices of who they, they who they brought back. And then uh, they had Faith No More posters all around their apartment. Faith No More, very very underrated band. You know. Very influential band, Heath. I don't know if you're familiar with Faith No More. Yeah, I'm not at all. Not even a little bit. I knew you, that he's been you, you knighted, would, though, because is is Sir something in the credits. Yep. Um, you would you would know their song "Epic" if you heard it. Um, I gotta you know the Peacemaker the, soundtrack got me into hairband recently too. I've been jamming so a lot not, of Hanoi rocks. They're not quite hairband, so they're they're mid eighties, mid to late eighties. I think was their like heyday. They are. Essentially, they're responsible for. They're they're like an alt metal band. I okay. I, w- I would say, and I I feel like most people would say, they are kind of responsible for starting the whole new metal wave. Okay, all right. So like, like bands like Limp Bizkit, uh, oh, like a huge influence to Faith No More, um. Lincoln Park would probably say Faith No More is a huge influence on them. Remember that, that, that kind of, uh, Lincoln kinda... Park Jay Z duet album? Oh, Do you remember that? That? Was, that was terrible. That was something else. I, I mean, it had a, it had that one that song was, during, was awesome. That was that was during the same time that. That was like when everybody was doing collabs, right? Didn't Nelly yeah, and like McGraw do the do the? Wasn't that around the same time? Yeah, it was like 2001, 2002. Yeah, yeah. I was in high school. Yeah, everybody was just collabing, dude. Yeah, uh, but that was uh, that was something. I remember when that came out. It was like, wait, Lincoln Park and Jay Z. Whoa. <laughs> but anyway, Bill and Ted's bogus journey. So we're then at you rush to burn the CD. Yeah, got keep we're going. Yeah, the sorry. Yeah. we're 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 gonna wrap this up here. Soon. So the good the good the good robots destroy the evil robots okay and the so good robots look like solved. the craziest fucking robots i've ever seen made well, out they, of junk. they, they go awesome. they go to like a weird electronic store and buy a whole bunch of random shit so like the robots are made of like hair dryers and, and toasters like toaster. shin is a toaster yeah. Yeah. um so yeah they're real weird looking uh, um yeah but so the, the the good robots beat the evil robots that problem solved but then hans shows up right hans is here to destroy the world yeah um but he uh, again this is where the the trope comes in where they're just like um instead of like having an actual ba- <laughs> battle of like <laughs> like a normal fucking movie they just go well i'm just gonna go back in time and do this so that i can do that and then there's a whole back and forth where hans does the same thing he's like well i'm just gonna yeah. go back in time and do this <laughs> so, <laughs> I, fucking, I fucking loved it it was fantastic uh, uh. Did, hold on. Did long you story know? short, they win. Yeah. They beat Hans. Yeah. And then Hans and gets Melvin. Yeah. <laughs> Hans, Hans gets Melvin and they crush Battle of the Bands. Death well, is in the band they, too. They crush Battle of the Bands because, so as we mentioned, they're terrible at music. Wild Stallion's not a great band. They go back in time and learn it though, Brandon. No, they go. So they go. So they. <laughs> they so Bill, there's so. 
Bill and Ted from the future come time travel back to this battle of the bands and That's the future right. ones have learned how to play music and are now good musicians. So they come yeah. back and then they win. The future ones win battle of the bands. That's right. That's right. That's and right. That, and and, uh, and Bill then, looks like uh, ZZ Top. <laughs> yeah. Bill looks like ZZ Top. And then uh, Keanu has like a weird like Jack Sparrow pirate goatee going yeah. on. Um, yeah. But so they win battle of the bands with their great songs. Death is in the band. The princesses are in the band. And so that's what sets off Wild Stallions being the greatest band ever, bringing peace to the to the world. Um, I, during the credits, they're like throwing newspaper headlines at you all the time. One of them is like yeah. the Wild Stallions solve the nuclear crisis or some shit like that. There's just Good a bunch God. of they, they bring peace to the world. And so that is why everybody worships them in the future. Did you know that they came out with a new Bill and Ted two years ago? Yep, Bill and Ted face the music. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. I remember it coming out and thinking they definitely didn't need to make a new one. No, I still haven't and seen it. I need to see it. I, yeah, I, I'll have to see it. I guess before I leave judgment. But I really felt like uh, I, you know, I, I they, since I marathoned the first two, I feel like I have to watch the third one now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, make it worth you're in, it. You're yeah. fully invested now. I'm a Bill and Ted guy now. You know, yeah. That's, Catch you later, has, dude. X most non heinous <laughs> adjustment to your lifestyle party, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, all right. I, I really don't have too much else for this movie. That, it that's fine. it. That, that's how it ends. Um, with, with right. the 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 time travel trope of just going back in time and give or er, and giving you what you need to win. Love it. Yeah. Fucking love it. Love it. If only life was that yeah. easy. <sighs> we'd all we'd all be a little further ahead. Exactly. Yeah, or well, butterfly effect, we'd be fucking shit up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> butterfly effect, we're all just in a nuclear wasteland. But you know, <laughs> we will we will end on a much more positive note, Brandon. And I think we can tell all the listeners to be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. We gotta give cake ratings before you start being all weird, Heath. Oh, yeah. I forgot. We got to do our cake ratings. I was just kind of, <laughs> I was done talking about the movie. Could you tell? I was like, all right. All right. All right. That's what I, that's what I'm I about got, done. But we got cakeies or uh, cake, cake, uh, the cake ratings. Not the uh, cake rama. Yeah. Let's, you, let's get some. What between zero and five decibels encouraged? What do you, what, what rating would you give Bill and Ted's bogus journey? Oh, I, if you, if say... you want, if, if you want, we can we can group one and two together, and we can say well, if you do. No, I don't think I think we got to do it standalone because okay. one bolsters two's cake rating. Because I was actually exactly. going to be a little more harsh on this one. I feel like it's a one point nine eight out of cake out of five cakes. One point whoa one point nine eight. Yeah, I was not like I just could not. It was it was good and it was fun for the nostalgia, but like halfway through, I didn't really want to watch it anymore. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just, maybe I was just in a weird mood that I wasn't feeling it, but it were the only scene that I like love, love, love is when they play death in the games. I just think that's a right. Um, I agree. One is way better than two. And if we were to grow them together, it would definitely bolster it. Yeah, it'd be like um, two point two point five cakes if you add one in there. 
Yeah, I think yeah, two point five, two point six, somewhere there for both of them. Yeah. Um, this one on its own, I would probably give a like a two point two. I I I would. This is on equal footing with Son in Law for me, where it's like there's some really good like funny bits. Uh, the nostalgia factor is there, but it's not. It's just not a good movie. <laughs> oh, don't compare this to Son in Law. Son in Law is so much better than this. No, it's not. That's no, oh, it's. A million times better than this. The tagline for this, I do want to mention, is uh, "Hell hath no pizza," and I think that's great. <laughs> if you, yeah, so I, I, I would not recommend this one honestly uh, to watch, but I would recommend the first one, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Watch yeah. that movie. That's the way better version of this movie. Because again, like we said, Bill and Ted, the original one is a parody on time travel movies. So when yeah. you get to the second one and God forbid the third one, when, when I watch that, it's It's, it's a parody of a parody. You know, you get, yeah. you get to, you get lost in the sauce. It's too yeah. Much. It starts to, starts to come apart at the seams. A little exactly. Bit. But the first one, yeah. great. This one, not so much. Go just watch the first one. Call it good. Yeah. Then you can yeah. watch this one. Like if you're, if you want some background while you're doing something else. Yeah. Or if you're yeah. like real, real high on a Saturday, fucking throw it on. Yeah, it's, a, it's just throw it on and just be most excellent party dudes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. You know, yeah. they're just they're just trying to outwit the grim rip, grim reaper and traverse <laughs> heaven and hell to return to the land of the living to rescue their babes. Did you call him the grim ripper or the grim riper? Yeah, or the, the grim ripper. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, if it was a green ripper, that could uh the green ripper would be hanging out with you on your Saturday watching there, these movies. There you go. There you go. <laughs> we can that'll be that'll be our next uh podcast. Well or our, our podcast <laughs> item. We'll sell a bong. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> the green the green ripper bong from the cake eaters. <laughs> All right. Well All right, that, we can cut that, that part that, out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I mean, that's like the big elephant in the room, though, right? Like, they're crazy stoners, but yeah. it's the early 90s, so they won't yeah, say you can't, it out yeah, loud. You can't it's show, yeah, you can't show them smoking. You can't show but, it. You can't yeah. say it, but it's all just super implied. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, so. Just be excellent to each other, Heath. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's that's a life motto right there, Brandon. Honestly, can, yeah, that they, actually would they, be a good cake eater shirt. Be excellent to each other, party dudes. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's solid advice. Solid advice. Yes. It's you should take that into your job. Take that into your family gatherings. Just take it everywhere you go. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please remember to follow and like us on Instagram at the Cake Eaters Pod, on Twitter at the Cake Eaters. Also, reach out to us via email, thecakeeaterspod at gmail.com, or visit our website, thecakeeaterspod.com. <laughs>